0: All right, we're going to ask if uh, Lance and, and Kim can come on up, and uh, actually, I think we've got an extra microphone, and we'll, we'll situate, situate these stools to where everyone can see your shining faces. And you can see everyone else's shining faces. See how much they're shining? So, How you all doing today? Get to wear our sunglasses. Anybody ready for some football, finally? <laughs> Look at that. Revival just broke out. <laughs> y'all, y'all be praying that the Cowboys can actually play tonight. They're they're monitoring that air quality in South South California, and uh, but more so be praying for the just the residents of South California. Yeah. Uh, That's more so than the football game. Uh, but but yeah, I, I don't know about y'all, man. It was a fresh of breath a, a breath of fresh air Thursday night <laughs> to have some entertainment, football entertainment. Uh, we're, we're just excited about everything that God's doing for Gathering Church, and uh, we're excited for our guest today. I do want to encourage, as Kate was saying, we got a bunch of announcements on the, the, the website, a lot of things uh, taking place in October. So uh, ladies, I uh, encourage you to go order the book, uh, 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 the, the Gracious Woman. Uh, you, you guys are going to be going through that for your Bible study, for the Women's Bible Study and Fellowship uh, Men. We're going to be getting together Starting in October, studying the book of James. It's going to be a powerful, powerful time. Uh, so we'll be getting more information on that. But, but there's nothing that is more transformative in, in the life of, of anyone than the Word of God. And uh, it doesn't matter how much you attend church, how much you want to fellowship with the people of God, until you can get into the Word and start applying it to your life and really start believing it. Not just believing in the Word, but believing the Word believe in the word. Uh, you're, you're not going to see transformation in your life. So uh, that's what we want to encourage everyone to do is just to be hopping into the word. Those of you who are watching via the live stream, uh, we love you. Uh, we hope God moves in your heart uh, pertaining to what we're going to talk about today and, and uh, hope God leads uh, not all of us here, not only those of us here but those of you who are watching lead you to some action at the conclusion of today's service, amen. So we are glad to have Lance and Kim Klepp with us today. Everyone give them a round of applause. Uh, they now, now, Lance is the son. Y'all have been hearing me uh, promote Mama Lily, that we were hoping to have Ma- Mama Lily come. And uh, she y'all be praying for Mama Lily. She's got some, uh, uh, she is under the weather a little bit. So, so uh, uh, in her stead. Uh, she has sent her son, who works with the organization, along with her daughter-in-law, Kim. Uh, also, we want to just start out, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but we want to start out and wish them a happy tw- 11th wedding anniversary today. <laughs> 11 years.
1: What a way to spend our anniversary. That's so right. They are here. celebrating
0: by by being interviewed by me. Now, what a <laughs> great... 11th. Yeah, but
1: look at this view. Like, <laughs> can't beat that. It is
0: beautiful. Um, so... Uh, now, they, they are part of Harvesters for the Nation. Uh, Harvest Yeah, that's correct. Reaching. Harvesters reaching the nations. Harvesters reaching the nations. Uh, that we uh, uh, sincerely call harvesters. A lot of people yeah. just call them harvesters for short. Harvesters reaching the nations. Now, uh, what, what we want to do today is to bring into relationship uh, for all of you guys. Hey, this is who we are partnering with for our foreign missions. Uh, when you guys give to us, uh, not me personally, but to Gathering Church, when, when you pay tithe or give an offering, uh, 10% of that, we tithe off of that. So if you give $100, then that means that, that $10 goes to missions. $5 of it will go to uh, uh, Mission Arlington, our domestic missions. Five other dollars will go to uh, our foreign missions, Which will be harvesters. So those of you who have been giving all year long, uh, you've actually already, maybe unbeknownst to you, you've already been blessing harvesters, and and uh, because we'll we'll be presenting them with uh, that that five percent tithe uh, here at the conclusion of of today's uh, service. So, uh, Lance and Kim, tell us, just kind of tell us how the take us back to the beginning. Uh, Take us back. Can you describe God's calling to start harvesters? 20 years ago. So for 20 years, you've been doing this. And then also uh, tell us what was going on in the Sudan during that time. Now, it, it started out with Mama Lily, your, your mom,
2: correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, so mom went to a Christians women's convention in Florida back in, I believe it was 1998. Um, and the speaker was sharing on the atrocities in South Sudan. <coughs> And my parents were both in, super involved in a church. Led, um, we were Assembly guide Church, so Dad like led Royal Rangers, um, Sunday School. They're both uh, elders in a church, um, so super involved. And like during the convention time, God spoke to my mom, and she said it was like s- so clear. And He said, "Sell everything you have and give it to the poor." And it was just like one of those voices, one of those times that you just hear it, and like no.
1: there's.
2: There, right, you know. There's no other reason other than, God. than it's God. You know?
0: And and your dad had a... Now, your dad's name is Dennis, correct? Right, correct. So, so Dennis had a pretty funny response to Lily when she returned back to Wisconsin from, from this Florida Women's Convention and said, God said this.
2: Right. So my mom, she is kind of known for starting random things, getting involved in random things all the time. And so when mom said to dad like hey if you were called to move to south sudan and start an orphanage dad says well I, god didn't tell me that <laughs> and so it took some time for my dad i think to to receive the calling to south sudan and confirmation that this is what he had for them so
0: amen so so uh and, and what was going on in south sudan 20 years ago just to kind of remind us those of you well know. there was
2: civil, uh actually it wasn't uh, i guess you'd call it civil wars between the north and the south um, Arab versus African, Muslim versus Christian. Um, so where they went, there was bombers coming in. They were called Antonov. Um, they're a Russian-made plane that came in real slow, and they would drop bombs and, um, and then also fighting, actually, between um,
0: the north and the south. So so it was a, a about the time that God called uh, Lily Lil- Klepp to, to start a ministry in, in the Sudan, it was, it was war-torn, and there were some horrible atrocities. I, I remember 20 years ago with uh, the media group I was working with, just some of the UNICEF footage yeah. that we were getting was absolutely horrid. Some of the most, uh, to this day, some of the, the footage I had to see just, just haunts me. And, um, and yet, in the middle of this, God calls just, just good old Christian woman from Wisconsin,
2: Two ordinary people <laughs> that love the Lord, and, you know, in the end, it came down to obedience. That's, that's the, that's the you know.
0: And that and while the God, that's, that's how God operates. He, he uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things for him. Amen. Amen. And we talked about that in the, his covenant, that what he does is he combines himself with us and he expands us. So um, so what did it look like in the early days for, for Lily and Dennis, you know, uh, working over there?
2: So early days, so my dad actually went first. He went in, actually mom did a short trip with some people from our church in 99 and then came back and they decided to go full time. Um, dad went first in April of 2001 and so he went about two or three months before mom and actually came eventually with, during that time too. Um, but when he first went, dad had to walk three to four miles one way to the land that they were given and it was just bush. So trees, tall grass, you know, three, four, five feet tall. And he just went in and just started clearing by himself.
0: And, and the whole purpose for this land and clearing was you guys were, were building, yeah, correct? Yeah, going to build
2: an orphanage, yes. So. And so while, when he did that, random guys would be walking down the road and like, now they didn't speak English, but somehow through sign language or whatever, they said, hey, can we help you? And then eventually, Dad said that there was 30 guys helping clear the land. Wow!
0: Isn't that wild? How God works. Uh, now, now you have to understand that there was a great need for there to be an orphanage there because this is a war-torn land. A lot of the parents had been killed uh, in the Civil War, and a lot, especially a lot of the men, and and uh, some of the women were just not unable to to. Uh, Care for the needs, and so there was just uh, the, there was a, a great need for those to. Uh, the, a lot of children were orphaned at the time, so so God sending them over here to start this orphanage and to start providing medical needs. So
2: and that oh, excuse. Me oh no, that's let me good. Just interject. Not just because of the war too, but also, I mean, the cover the country is so poor off. Ah. There's no hospitals, no clinics, so disease malaria. Simple things, diarrhea, would kill a baby very quickly. So a lot of it was disease as well as the war.
1: And the first um, child that was brought to the orphanage, um, his name is Caleb. And the dad, the mom had died in childbirth, and the dad brought him. And Lily said, no, 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 we're not open yet. We're not ready. And his dad said, well, I'm just going to leave him by the gate because I can't take care of him, and so he'll just need to die here. And she said, oh, we're not ready. So they took him in. He had been fed sugar water for three weeks, and so they started nursing him back to health, and um, one of our long-term staff, Etia, helped um, mom him and Lily, and Dennis and Lily ended up adopting Caleb, and he is my brother-in-law, Lance's brother. He is nine, 20, 19 years old. He's wow. studying in Tyler Junior College, and um the Lord is good. There's only been a few adoptions out of South Sudan, and he's one of them. So wow. it's a great testimony, the first child that was brought. But the dad just said, I can't do it. I'm just going to leave him here to die unless you do something. She was like, we're not ready. But she said, okay. And, took and him. also
2: you could be praying for friends of ours, Shay, who's actually in South Sudan trying to
0: get another um, girl, girl from Harvesters adopted. She's got some special speak. needs. Yeah, so excellent. <laughs> Well, the, the, uh, now I love, uh, before we get too, too far into it, I, I, I love how, how your mother, Lily, which everyone calls Mama Lily because that's what the orphans started calling, calling her, her, correct? Ma- er, all the kids started calling her Mama Lily. Uh, <coughs> how uh, I remember she, she was telling me that uh, when she brought the idea of going over and, and starting this missions work to the, the particular church organization you guys were a part of, they, they kind of were like, well, you're going to have to do it per our pattern and right. per our Years of training. Our, yeah, our formula. And you need to go get trained for this and that. And she just knew uh, this is what God's doing. So she decided, uh, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to listen to what the Holy Spirit's saying to me and, and kind of share how all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Lord opened up doors for resources yeah. and, and finances. And uh, even, even at one point, you guys received a big truck, correct? Who who was who who brought that over?
2: Franklin Graham, Franklin Graham, Samaritan's
0: Purse, and which which last year we were part of Franklin Graham's uh, Samaritan Purse's uh, effort with the shoeboxes, if you remember right. Which that's coming up again, just just planting that seed. We're going to be doing that again for Christmas time.
1: So we received shoeboxes. That's what happened. Is our orphanage received like it's for real, guys? The shoeboxes end up in children's hands. And Franklin Graham decided this was his year to come to South Sudan to see the big shoebox opening and be there. He's super down to earth guy. Like, we mm-hmm. were all like, oh, Franklin Graham. And then he just asked Lance's mom, like, this is awesome what you guys are doing. I can see it. What do you guys need? And she was like, uh, a, a seven ton lorry truck. And he's like, done. What do you need? We need a land cruiser for Terakika. Done. And he made it happen, not in any pride or anything, but just like I have the ability to make this happen for wow. you. And so when you do those shoe boxes, they like for real end up in kids' hands and some really excited faces, um, and they get to open them. So. And
0: then and then awesome how the Lord said, look, I'm going to take care of your needs. And, and whenever you, if there's a need there, he's going to provide a way. And uh, it's pretty pretty wild that he used Franklin Graham to do so, you know, in, in this in this event. So, um, now now we know that Harvesters Desire. Uh, your, uh, one thing I appreciate about you guys yes, you, you have an orphanage, uh, actually two, correct? Yeah. Uh, you have two orphanages now because things have expanded, and and both provide uh, medical resources, correct? Yeah. and, and uh, education. And and education. So you're you're educating these orphans. But, but all of that, even though you're meeting needs in, in the life of these kids, all of that is to bring them to to the the central message of the good news, the the gospel of Jesus Christ. So uh, so with that, uh, uh, I'm sorry, i'm I'm losing my place on my notes here. <laughs> uh, you know, give give us some examples of how the Lord has has led some of these kids. Uh, to him, you know, to uh, how how the gospel has impacted their life.
1: Well, um, you know, our first target audience is our kids, of course, that we're raising up in discipling in the word and teaching them how to walk with the Lord. That's the goal. And they've seen um, transformation in their own lives. We have a boy who came very early on, and he saw people... Um, people injured in front of him. I want to be careful, there's kids around, but um, and just uh, he's grown now, and he is um, a doctor, but he just a few years ago, finally, like God really healed that when the second Civil War started, and he said, "Lord, you're so good. I want to tell others." And so our hope is that those we're raising up are then going and shining the light. We have community groups um, that our kids lead. We have churches that we run for the community. And so um, everything we do, even our school, is not just for our orphans. We invite the whole community to come for free education, but they get taught the word of God at the same time. And so the goal is to not just transform these kids' lives, but transform the nation and um, our communities where we are located. And also
2: to raise them up, and there's been a number that have been actually employed, By harvesters, um, Yay and Tarakeka. So seeing kids that are raised in a system, you know, Uh and then go to university and come back and being involved hands-on in leadership Leadership. with the ministry is amazing to
0: see. weren't you telling me that one of them went to get a a, a, like a medical degree or or Mm -hmm. am I correct on that? Yeah,
1: we've got a couple uh, medical. We've got um, a lawyer who's almost finished. And um, we've got a mechanic and accounting. And so the mechanic is now one of our leaders in our second.
0: Isn't, isn't that phenomenal? Like they're able to go into just this impoverished nation. And from within, you know, the people within, they don't necessarily, now they're starting to grow, per se, their own doctors and their own attorneys and their own mechanics, you know, to, to, to where eventually, uh, you know, the, the Lord Terry's, uh, they'll have some self self-sust- self sustainment, you know, within their within their country and within their community, not just for the sake of their orphanage, but like they said, for just to be a blessing to to the whole community and to the whole nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's incredible how the gospel winds up always elevating. Anywhere the gospel is preached, it elevates in all areas, in all facets of life. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so, excellent. So so you guys have been discipling for twenty years. Uh, Harvesters has over there in in the Sudan, but. Uh, Lance, first, uh, just kind of explain what what happened within your heart, because uh, you went over the first time just a few years outside of high school, and thought I'm going to go help my dad out a little bit and get to see, you know, leave leave. Uh, what part of Wisconsin are you guys from?
2: <laughs> Our north of Green Bay, little town Small called town. Pound Coleman, Krivitz.
0: So, so you get to leave the frozen tundra, yep. and all the cheeseheads up there, right? So. Hey Amen. go Packers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you guys, so you're heading over to the Sudan. You're thinking, oh, I'm going to have a little adventure. Then I'm going to come back. And, and that's basically what happened, right, on round one, correct? Right. And so it was the
1: first time he flew on a plane. Right. So that's part of
0: my testimony. First,
2: I mean, grew up small town Wisconsin, traveled to the surrounding states around Wisconsin. That's about it. So uh. first time I flew on a plane, I flew to South Sudan. We flew into Uganda to Entebbe, and we drove three days to get into South Sudan. Um, And so when I first got there, I'm all excited. I think we were there for, I was there for three months. And like, I'm going to move here. But after three months, I was like, no, going back (laughs) to America, not for (laughs) me. Um, And then a few years later, mom invited me back again. This would have been in 2004. And I planned to go for six months. Um, And it was during that time, probably about six weeks in, that my life before that wasn't the best i would say Mm -hmm. and so i was ready to give up what was behind me and so i rededicated my life back to christ amen and uh and so like in america i just lived for uh something i had this void in my life it's part of my testimony that like i had something in my life that i'm trying to fill and it was i would fill it with dirt bikes, four-wheelers, snowmobiles. You guys put no snowmobiles here, but... Uh, <laughs> like jet skis on snow. <laughs> and uh, always looking for this thing to fill my, this void, but it never did, until I went to South Sudan and like, decided that I'm gonna walk out what God had for me and fill this void. And it was freedom to release all this and literally have nothing to my name but being content in where God had me, which happened to be in South Sudan with wow. nothing. But serving alongside my parents, which was
0: amazing. So, so all of a sudden, God gave you purpose, and gave you a vision, and and uh, changed your heart. So that was on round two, and you stayed there. How many years at that point?
2: Uh, two thousand four up until twenty fifth. Uh, no, year and a half ago. Because you because you <laughs> went back. Fifteen
0: years. Because you went back a third time, right? No. Well, that no. Was, no I, I, I went full time. Oh, okay. The three
2: was. All right, I so met Kim.
0: so so at one point you eventually met Kim and the Sudan, right? Yes, three times. I took yeah. three times. I'll let my wife tell the story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he is a smart man. Um, yeah, so I um, have been involved with a missions organization called Youth with a Mission, and i um, a nurse by trade, and we took short-term medical trips, and we went to South Sudan, and I met Lance there, and we went, our organization and Harvesters have a really good relationship, so we went back again... A couple times on the third time, we really built a friendship. And actually some of the people on the team started saying, like, hey, you guys, like, look at this. But Lance was not ready to, he was ready for a wife, but he wasn't ready unless the person was willing to move and live in South Sudan full time. And he didn't know that that was the dream of my heart. I'm not even sure at that point I knew that was the dream of my heart. It had been for so many years, but I'd given up and I was just doing short-term, but when I was there in Terakeka with him and we were building relationship, the Lord put those people in my heart in such a way that I was ready to leave, again, everything behind and just go live in the bush. We lived in tents and bathed in the river and um, washed our clothes in the river and drank river water, boiled. What river? (laughs) The Nile River. (laughs) And uh, we enjoyed that Nile River every day until I saw a crocodile on the river. Then I didn't go back in <laughs> anymore. Um, but by so then we had not water. How could then? I mean. Right. So once um, we spent that time together, we knew that the Lord had us together for a reason and a purpose. And those were our people.
2: Amen. And the joke is that four months after we were married, we had 20 kids. So we went back and started the orphanage. We started wow. the
1: second orphanage right wow. after we were married. In a town called Terakeka. Wow!
0: And you yeah. even had a Sudanese wedding, right? I mean, it was yeah. From what I understand, a wedding
1: blessing in South Sudan. It was amazing. People can celebrate there. They know how to throw a party, <laughs> so it was really amazing. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> the the um, so so, what I love about it is you, you guys are, are ministering to orphans. You're ministering to the community around you. You're raising up people that are. Uh, you know, these, these young men and women that are, that are going off being educated and can turn around and help uh, help their nation. And you're also helping to equip leadership, you know, so, so it's not just you, you guys are replicating yourselves basically and and blessing the leadership and and whatnot. So um, just, just give us, give us an example. Uh, I'm curious what, one of the things that we want to be able to start doing, especially once we're past uh, this whole COVID season and, and, uh, uh, international travel starts to become a little bit more safer. Uh, we would love to, to open the door for mission, mission trips.
2: Woo-hoo.
0: We've got, uh, we've got several nurses that attend. We've got, uh, folks that are, that are good with wood, woodworking and uh, everything else. So, so what would be a, uh, what would a mission trip look like? If we, if we brought a group of professionals over there, uh, what, what would that look like for us for a week or, or two weeks?
1: Do you want the pretty answer? No, or I just, like just, a, like we, y'all, hey, answer. y'all want the
0: pretty answer or do y'all want the real, you life <laughs> real life answer? Real life answer.
1: It would be amazing and incredible, life changing for both the people on the ground and the missionaries who came. Um, but it would be tough. South Sudan is not um, an easy place to be. Um, it's hot and um, resources are limited. It can be frustrating at times, but. When people come and build relationship with our kids and pour into them, it's a seed that continues to grow for years and years. And our kids remember people who came and invested in them. And um, I think it heals their heart. It impacts their life. And for the missionaries on the ground, if there are missionaries on the ground there, um, Kate and John brought a team, and they served and gave us strength to keep going, to do the long term, you know. Yeah. And so, sometimes it means painting walls, or sometimes it means going out and doing evangelism. Um,
2: and then also, I would speak on behalf of the refi- in refugee camp,
1: right? Um, which yeah. is the new area for
2: Harvesters, the school, and but when you go there, there's, it's just. A massive space with so many people that have nothing to do all day so any I mean I feel like there's such huge
1: opportunities
2: opportunities for ministry and you know there are ki- people and kids are sitting on all day so anything you do just you know, reading to the kids, to VBS, to...
1: Listening to their stories. These
2: people have... So much opportunity.
1: Yeah, suffered so much. And just someone who says, you're valuable, and I want to listen, to tell me what happened. And they get to tell their story that's so healing for them.
0: Yeah. Hey man, could you all imagine uh, unleashing Becca on some of those kids in that <laughs> camp? <laughs> yeah, Becca's our children's pastor, so she loves VBS and all that stuff. Yeah. Breaking out yeah. in some soccer games or whatever with some of these kids and getting them around then sh- you know, sharing the love of Jesus with them. Yeah. Uh, so you, you had mentioned that that's a, a new part of what, what you guys are trying to do. What are some things on the horizon for harvesters? What, what are some things that you guys are looking at?
1: Well, in Terracaca, that's our second orphanage site. We're building a high school. We call it Secondary School. Um, the people in Terakeka are one tribe called the Mundari and when we arrived there we were told they were 95% illiterate means 5% of that tribe can read and write and so we started uh, elementary school moved it into um, junior high and now we're building a secondary school so that I'm sorry we're raising money for it Sorry. (laughs) Is that the right answer? I'm believing. We're building that secondary school. That's right. Um, I got it. Insight. So, um, yeah, just to bring a godly education to the people. So that's one thing. And then in Yay, our first orphanage, we opened a hospital in, I don't know what year we opened the hospital originally. Okay, 2010. But when civil war broke out again in South Sudan, um, they stayed as long as they could literally till bullets like flew through the windows of the hospital and they had to leave. Wasn't safe. Well, it's becoming more secure. And so we're really believing that we can open that hospital up again and minister to the people who don't have medical care. And then in the camp, um, we have our elementary school at this point, which continues to grow and grow. It's overflowing. Um, there's such need in the refugee camp for education and the word of God. So,
2: so the hospital's been sitting empty since, I think, October of 16. 16. Wow. Um, so it's a long time. So they're, they're, I think as we speak, they're like cleaning and painting and getting things ready. Well, I think they're hoping faith. to do like a slow start, just yeah, basic and then kind of see how it goes. Very
0: good.
1: And we did get to open our vocational training again in Yay, which is really exciting giving people practical skills to then go do life.
0: Very good. And, and one of the reasons why we were able to connect with harvesters reaching, reaching the nation is uh, uh, several years back, uh, JJ and Kate were called uh, to North Africa uh, to do missions work. And, and we're doing some incredible stuff. And, and JJ was even getting to work with some of the, uh, just the, the security infrastructure and work with the government on the, uh, some of that uh, o- overseas. But, uh, and on the process of it, they wind up connecting with harvesters and, and was able to, to help minister and, and just thought so much of this. I appreciate Kate and JJ uh, just kind of connecting us with it. We, we'd been praying about who who to, who to partner with for uh, our mi- foreign missions. And uh, the Lord just brought this connection to us. So, so uh, as I said, uh, you guys have already been blessing harvesters, those of you who have been giving faithfully each month. Uh, you, you've already been blessing harvesters, and you didn't even realize it, maybe. And and uh, so we, we're going to continue to do that. Uh, we've got multiple ways. Uh, before before we kind of shift gears here, if there's one one thing, uh, one word of encouragement you could give to our church about what God's doing overseas, what what is that? Because we can talk about the poverty. We can talk about the the, the great needs that you guys have. And, and we're believing that the Lord's are gonna meet those needs Absolutely. and that we're gonna to get to be part of that. But, but what's one thing that you say, you know what, but regardless, I see God doing this.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I would just say that he's worthy. We sung a song about how worthy God is and he's holy. And it says in Revelation that every tribe, tongue, and nation will get to stand before the throne and tell God how worthy is. And there's people who don't know yet. There's tribes in South Sudan that haven't heard. And so he's worthy of it. He's worthy of our lives and whatever we can do to bring the knowledge of the glory of God to the nations. And that's the nation God's given us. And so we love it. We love Uganda and South Sudan. And so we love that you guys would share that heart. God longs for his people to know him.
2: And I would say that God can use anybody. Amen. We've had numerous people. We've had a vet that came over, and since the Mundari are cattle keepers, like, it was a ministry to go out, and it was an open door for them to get into the cattle camp and evangelize these people. And, like, God can use whatever your gifting is. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a place for it in in missions. Um, And so I just think of my parents just being obedient to what God has and, like, being open to, if he says go, go. Um, So, uh, yeah, can use everybody.
1: And I think, too, just the body of Christ, like, I think Megan will share a little bit. But one of the things that has blessed us with, we call them our kids, with our kids is knowing that there were people praying for these kids by name. They knew our kids' names and they were praying because there's so much hurt and pain and they need the Lord. And we felt overwhelmed by the amount of children in front of us. But to know there were people in America who couldn't necessarily come but were sitting here and interceding on behalf of our kids and fighting that fight for them was just a huge burden lifted off of our shoulders to know there's people fighting with us. Amen. Even if they're not standing beside us, they're standing in America with us.
0: Amen. Here in just a moment, we're going to find out how there, there's multiple ways that we're going to be able to bless harvesters, not just harvesters, but, but, but individually bless the children uh, that they are ministering to on a daily basis and and uh, Megan's going to come here in a, in a moment to do that but I, I just out of curiosity family time here this is not a commitment so nobody like <laughs> worry about this I'm I'm curious those, how how many hands would we have if, if you're sitting here going thinking you know when the time comes I would be interested in heading over there on a mission trip for maybe a week two weeks Is, is there how many hands we got whoop, whoop. Awesome. all right excellent and and so with missions foreign missions we got we got two choices we we can go ourselves and, and the Lord will open up the door for some of us to be able to do that. Or you can send somebody. And, and these guys are already on the ground. they got 20 years of inroads that they've been doing a great, uh, just a great job spreading the gospel. And so we're going we're, we're gonna to support them and send them and continue to do so. Uh, at the same time, we're going to ask Miss Megan if you'll come on up. Everyone say hi, Megan. Hi, Megan. She's going to tell you how you can bless individual kids, not just from your tithe and your giving, but how you and your family can bless on a monthly basis.
3: Sure. So one of the best things that you can do um, is to go on our website and um, just sign up to receive our newsletters. You can even be a part of our weekly prayer request. Um, and get those, and just walk alongside the challenges and the praises that you see each week. Um, Celebrate the news stories in the newsletter. Um, But continue, the most important thing is just continue giving to your local body like you are. Um, Kate and Pastor Dave have told us what a generous church this is, and so that's the best thing you can do. Um, As the church walks alongside us, we're so thankful that you're devoted to that. Um, To make it more personal, if on a personal level, the orphan sponsorship is a great way to involve your family. From here, to be connected to what's going on over there, so um, I'm going to point to Erin. Aaron. Erin's our sponsorship coordinator, and so she's she knows all the kids' faces and names and. If you really want to know their stories, if they're naughty or good or anything like that, (laughs) this is what we say. Lance and Kim know all the kids by name (laughs) really well. Um, So we've got uh, about uh, over 150 orphans, and only 14 of them are fully sponsored. So there's plenty of room and plenty of faces that could still use support. Um, We provide not only for their discipleship, but their schooling, their health care, and all of their basic needs are met there on campus. And then, of course, we fully believe that the kids of Harvesters will be the changers in South Sudan. They will be the game changers, and you get to play a role in that. Uh, Just recently, we had a child graduate, and his sponsor walked every year with them for 10 to 12 years, and they did a news story because he was able to FaceTime with him on his graduation day Uh um, from college. And so, they've never even been over there to meet that was their first time to meet which was really cool so um we do have a few i like to share just little stories this is the pitia sibling set there's three of them ages seven four and three and they just came they're our newest set to terra they came they don't have sponsors yet um they actually witnessed the death of both of their parents and so like you want to talk about a great need. These are precious kids. So I'll put their cards out there. And then we've also got the and um, that are new to our YAY campus. And they came, I guess, about 18 months ago. And their faces when they came were just so distraught, so much trauma. And then... It, you, we, in fact you might want to go back and ask Aaron for their old pictures because now when you see their faces you see Christ radiating and you just the the change that happens one thing we didn't get to mention was that harvesters is really involved in trauma care and that's one of the new things that we're ramping up uh, because they carry way more than we can imagine so. I, I have been an orphan sponsor for 11 years. That's how I've been connected to Harvesters. Um, my husband and I read, <laughs> read about Harvesters in a flyer sitting on a friend's counter um, 12 years ago. Small little organization. It just struck our cord in our hearts. We went over a year later and then became orphan sponsors. So, um, And then now here, here I'm on staff. <laughs> I can't think of a better place to be. But,
0: so, um, so on a monthly basis, thirty
3: six dollars a month. Thirty six dollars yeah. a month. So that's for thirty six
0: dollars right. a month, your family could sponsor a child, and like like you said, that that'll go toward meeting all the ne- educational needs, medical needs. So and and uh, and that's a way that you can, uh, what an incredible way to teach your children uh, how to give. We we're so blessed here in America, and so. And- I was going
3: to say and the kids can draw pictures and write letters and send them. Um, We don't do a pen pal system because there's not a post office there. It's not like you can do that back and forth but your orphan does write a letter to you once a year and it gets here right now it's getting scanned and emailed Um, but same thing with your letters they can get scanned and sent over so there's that neat bond that can be formed from especially those of you who have families and kids that want to jump in and get involved. So. And
0: and, it'll, and you'll you'll know the name of your orphan oh, and, yeah. and everything else, so you'll be able to pray yeah. for them. And, hop on, and,
3: and, yeah, hop online, scan through. You can see the faces. You guys might want to pick somebody about your kid's age or a name that means something to your family. Uh, just pray. Um, it's hard to pick just one, so you can pick three or four, whatever you want. Um, and then... Aaron's going to send you their card this week. So we brought a few cards today, but like I said, there's 150 of them. So Aaron will send you the card along with just an explanation of the program, and then um, you'll get you know, get started. Write letters or just pray. Um, in fact, that's the most important thing.
0: So, so what what I want to challenge is, as as your pastor today, and this is I, I don't want to manip- manipulate people or put pressure. We we never do that. If the Lord lays on your heart to sponsor an orphan or multiple orphans. Uh, $36 a month. If you're watching uh, via the live stream, if you want to get involved with this, please. We got people that are looking at the comments. Please make a comment and say, "Hey, I'll 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 do this." I, I want to challenge our church today. Uh, let's let's take care of 20 orphans, 20 orphans today, and and ask the Lord uh, if if He would lay on your heart. Now, if if, if you don't feel led to do this, we're not going to put pressure on you. We're not. Uh, I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not keeping track of who who's doing what. That's not even the point of it. But, but I just want to challenge you. 20 orphans today. We've already got two that will be sponsored. The children's, uh, our children's ministry and our youth ministry have, uh, have stepped up already and said we will both, wow. we'll, we'll each sponsor a child and, and raise the money throughout the year to to send the finances over there. So, uh, so that means that we got 18 more to go. <laughs> 18 more to go. And, and I believe that because I know the heart that, that we have here at Gathering Church and, and how much we love to, to give and to bless others. I, I believe that we'll be able to meet the needs of 20 orphans today before, before we leave. And if you're watching, you want to be a part of that, please make a comment. Let us know, and, and we'll make sure to, to include you on this. So. Uh, Kate? Kate?
3: Yes. So over here, before you leave, make sure you get a flyer of how we started. That's a really great snippet of the ministry. You got the best snippet possible from Lance <laughs> and Kim, but that's for you to take with you. Then there's a little QR code on that that will take you directly to that website with our orphans. It's on our outdoor service. Yes, and and because she's so smart, Kate, Kate right there, she has it on your your website for you. So you can click right there underneath the songs. So.
0: Amen. Any, does anyone have any questions for in, anyone with Harvesters today? Anyone have any, any questions? Or I, I think they did a wonderful job sharing their heart today. Can we give them a hand clap of appreciation for being here?
1: Can I just say thank you? Um, what a blessing to be at a church. You guys, America's in a tough spot right now. And uh, COVID and everything else that's going on. But to be at a church that's willing to still look... Outward and consider the nations. It's like such an honor to be here and such a blessing because it's life is hard right now in America, and so thank you for being willing to still consider the nations and looking out.
0: Amen. Amen. Kate. Lance and Kim,
1: what are you guys doing right now? Oh. Right now, um, we are part time. Full-time, I don't know, with Harvesters, um, we do administration, Lance is on the board, and on, we have different committees that meet uh, virtually f- with our people on the ground to help see how things are going. And I um, oversee the university students, who are all also on a pause button right now because of COVID, Uganda and South Sudan basically closed down. Um, borders and everything so our students are anxiously awaiting to get back to school but I oversee them and their budgets and we also work with Youth with a Mission um, which is a missionary organization and in Tyler Texas and we had plans and tickets bought and we were taking a team over there and then you know COVID so um, our hearts are anxious to get back over there And take people with us and um, I was last there in February of this year and got to see at least our Uganda students. Um, We have 20 some, I don't know how many university students.
3: I think oh there we go. Yeah, we have about twenty university students. Uh, but then South Sudan just opened up in February to travel period. That's where they just reached their peace agreement. And so so that's when COVID happened. But yeah, when it opens back up, now we can go. So we can go. Yeah. Amen. I'll go with you. And
2: I just want to put a plug in for Youth with A Mission, YWAM. That's <laughs> where we're serving right now. Yes. Um, so it's a school, three month school that people can come in and do a December training anywhere, school. And then they do outreach with it, um, so that's where we're involved. I work with a construction on a base. And same thing, there's many areas for ministry, and it's a great place. So,
0: yeah, YWAM is an incredible organization. They've been around for, for years and years, and I was plugged in a little bit with them all the years that I was a youth pastor, uh, many, many eons ago. And, uh, uh, man, I'd, I'd, I'd love for our youth group to even kind of kind of reconnect a little bit with that, so y'all continue to pray for Ryan. He's doing well. So, so uh, 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 we're, we'll get him back here in a few weeks. But just pray that God does an incredible work with him. So, uh, as as I said, if, if you've been giving uh, monthly to Gathering Church, 10% of that goes to mission. We take 5% send it to our domestic mission, mission Arlington. 5% is going to be going to Harvesters. So today we want to present you guys with a with a uh, a love offering, uh, 5% of what we've brought in this year from, from January up through July, and uh, which is right at about $3,600 that we want to give to you guys today and just bless you guys, y'all.
3: Thank you. And, uh, wow. You guys
0: have all done that. Let's all stand. Yeah. Amen. We're going to be dismissed here in a moment. Uh, thank you all for letting us uh, just introduce our foreign mission uh, uh, family to you. And uh, who we're going to be walking with in covenant uh, from here on out. Uh, so know that when you do give to Gathering Church, you're, you're also not just uh, blessing the ministry that we're do, trying to do here within the community and the greater community. You are blessing Mission Arlington. You are blessing uh, uh, harvesters reaching the nations. And then, um, and also again, I, I want to challenge each one of us, each family, uh, to to uh, take a look and and pray if God would have you sponsor. An orphan, thirty-six dollars a month. Thirty-six dollars a month, uh, and it goes a long way. Let's all let's all bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you so much, sir. You are so incredible. Thank you for uh, just the divine connections that that you ordain and orchestrate uh, through family and through uh, friendships. Uh, Lord, I thank you for harvesters and for all all that they're doing over in Uganda and the uh, and South Sudan. Uh, Lord, we pray right now for the team that's on the ground that's that's starting to revamp the medical centers, starting to, to continue to care for the orphans. We pray for the, the students that are anxiously awaiting to get back to being educated. Uh, Lord, we, we pray that you protect them all from not just COVID-19, but from any other pestilence uh, that would plague their, their nation. Protect them, Father, from uh, any political strife. Uh, Lord, just just prosper them right where they're at. Lord, I pray that you move on our hearts, Holy Spirit. You know, you know which ones of us will uh, have the ability to sponsor uh, an orphan or multiple orphans. Lord, just, just speak to our hearts today, uh, whoever, whoever you have, are deeming to do that, Lord. And uh, most of all, just encourage encourage this staff uh, to con- continue to fight the good fight of faith. Uh, we speak over Mama Lily's body right now in Jesus name. We speak healing. Uh, relief from pain uh, from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet, Lord. You said that in in the book of Psalms, you said you forgive our sins and you cleanse us from disease. So, Lord, we speak wellness and health over her body in Jesus' name. Father, bring us together uh, next week, but at the same time, help us to be Jesus for somebody in our world, Lord. Uh, Put divine connections in front of us every single day and help us just to take your kingdom all, not only through this neighborhood, but all the places that we travel this week. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. 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 Make sure you love on some folks. Social distance or however you want to do it. Bump elbows, hugs, I don't care. It's up to you. But y'all be blessed in the name of Jesus.